Welcome to Double Dose of Raw Talk Podcast, your weekly dose of many discussions and opinions about today's society, cultures, relationships, and relationships. A show where we get comfortable being uncomfortable with a little bit of love and plenty of rawness. And remember, no topic is off limits. Now let's talk about it. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, right. I'm ready. Yeah. Oh, okay, so here we go. So <coughs> okay. Not oval. All right. Well, and on that note, with my oval face, <laughs> all right. Welcome back, everyone, to another week and another episode on Double Dose of Raw Talk podcast. I am your host, Miss D. And you guys are in for a treat. <laughs> this is uh, this is gonna go. I don't know, right, left, in a in a whirlwind at this point. I just I don't know where we're going. But welcome, guys. All right, so I have a pretty dope guest today. Uh, never a dull moment. Okay, never a dull moment. You are. Uh, how can I? Ex- Let's just say this. There are times in life when you should not make friends with coworkers. And then there are times in life when when does Jesus is like, you know what? Y'all all going in the same bucket and y'all just going to be friends. And so, ladies and gentlemen, my guest today went from being someone who we used to clock in together to a friend for life. And I have for you guys my very dearest, Sally, also known as the cannabis queen of queens welcome Marcelli to double dose of raw talk podcast thank you thank you <laughs> yo i'm so excited to be here and mind you daisy it's been only what 20 minutes it's felt like three hours what are we <laughs> Well, I know what I'm on. I know what you are. Um, um, for professional purposes, I'm just enjoying wine. Oh, wonderful. Great. I'm so happy for you. And that's all I'm going to say. Okay, good. Um, for professional purposes, I am high off life. There you go. That's what it is. Well, this episode, I did promote it. I said it was going to be an all-time high. So, <laughs> I did. So we are going to kick it right in. So Sally comes to us. Like I said, she is someone who I once worked with very closely. Um, practically like in our second home because it's what it felt like. Okay. And uh, we've always just maintained a very beautiful friendship. And she has now started up her own business, right? Uh, are we going to call it a side hustle? Is it a side hustle? Or this is the hustle. Um, this is my ultimate hustle right here. Well, ah, you know, it's one of them. One of my hustles. It's, it's a passion. This is okay, my passion I project. I hear you. Oh. It's a passion project. I like yes. that. I like that. All right. So we're going to give a little bit more of a background. You just started this business, correct? Yes. In case you haven't noticed on her professional name cannabis queen of queens yes her business has plenty to do with cannabis i'm like jesus christ there's shit flying in my face now it it was a hair it was a hair this is this is the all-time highness we're dealing with today guys no judgments please okay so i want to play a fun game i want to give you a scent or scent name maybe in some cases a flavor name And I want you to to describe to me a quick feeling, maybe with one or two words. It's kind of like I hit you with one and you hit me right back type of thing. Like, 
I'm going to give it to you. And then you're just going to say how you feel. All right. Let's do it. That's it. It's just that simple. Just to, right. just to set the vibe. Yes. Okay. All right. So we're going to get started. The first one. Vanilla. Mm, boring. <laughs> Unexciting. In more ways than oh. <laughs> I mean, you know, but the thing here is with vanilla, right? And with any flavor, you got to know how to cook it up. You got to know how to make the most out of that flavor. Because whatever mm-hmm. you put into it, that's what it becomes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. The second one. Lavender. I like lavender. Okay. It's okay. bright. It's fun. It okay. can be a little tangy. Um, okay, it can, yes, it can. It's, it's calming. It's good. Oh, wait, I'm only supposed to do one word. That's okay. Oh, my God, I'm you're so a, sorry. No, you're on a vibe. I'm going to let you, I'm gonna let you fly. Oh, damn. Mm. I'm going to let you fly. Ooh. You're on a vibe right now. I, I, you know, so, I'm feeling it. For the record, I just want to say this. I love lavender uh, because it is very calming. Uh, but when it comes to vanilla, how do I say this? It's very odd because... I, for some reason, okay, you guys are going to think I'm so weird, but when I need something like to make me feel like, so I don't indulge on a piece of cake, I'll go and I'll open up the bottle of vanilla extract and just smell it. Okay. Okay. It's kind of like when I go open up like a bottle of Robitussin and just smell it. It's, don't judge me. No, guys. you know, it's like an aromatherapy. I love yes. it. But you know, yes. wow. Okay. <laughs> There's just days I need to smell the Robitussin or the vanilla extract. Oh my God. Too. Yeah. I do. Have you considered cannabis use at all? Uh, professionally, sure. <laughs> sure, I have. In more ways than one. <laughs> oh, Casey. Oh, girl. Oh, man. All right. The third one. <clears throat> this is going to hit her heart. Hawaiian haze. Mm. Hawaiian haze. It's like tanning your cheeks i don't know which mm. ones but you tanning your cheeks oh, not the oh, cheeks oh, not the cheeks oh boy oh. i feel that she said tanning of the cheeks i'll take i love tanning cheeks <laughs> <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> i'm going to say this very respectfully but just her saying it that way it makes me miss some form of activity with cheeks it's not even funny it's ridiculous all the cheeks baby all, all the, cheeks. the cheeks all the cheeks all SP, right sp baby sp i might just disclose exactly why sp is such a relevant factor in this case i think i've explained it before in a previous episode i can't remember but i'll probably explain it all right pineapple sunkissed mm. baby mm. I'm a pineapple. I'm a pineapple fan. I'm a pineapple freak. I love pine- the juice. The <sighs> properties oh, for the vajay because, I mean, you oh, taught me that trick. And listen, you know what's funny? A lot of people are like, oh, that's such bullshit. You know, Kim Kardashian is on the side. Actually, it's not. There is proof from many different avenues that pineapple with a lot of other herbs mixed in is so impacting and so healthy healthy for a female's wellness especially down there in the v so yeah i mean you told me that way before i heard kim kardashian say that 
I did say that at all. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. Right. For any one of you who's currently judging me, y'all can fly kites and go catch yourself a pineapple. Unless you are allergic, don't do it. But yeah, yeah, I did. I did. And I stand by it always and forever. But I, I love pineapple. Pineapple anything. All right, the next one. Lemon. Tardy. Tardy. Ooh, I like that. Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> all right, here comes another one. It might hit you. Blue dream. Wavy. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm going to hit you with the last one. Okay. Guava. Exotic. Exotic. I wanted to just start it off with some flavors and some scents to get y'all licking your lips or maybe y'all throat a little dry. Maybe I need to go. Maybe I need to go catch a hit. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, <laughs> most people do. They don't even know it. Exactly. You know, it's just kind of looked at with such a stigma. It's just kind of looked at so negatively. And it doesn't necessarily have to be. And I think what we're missing the point in a lot of different perspectives from a lot of people and a, a big still portion of society is that that stigma results into it being something out of the ordinary or something that's not normal or something that's not even natural. And that's the part that I think is so important when you are breaking that stigma, because for one, the way you do it the way you cook it up it is so natural and it is something that I honestly after so many years of like doing research in it it's kind of like why haven't we been using this for medicine like a long time ago I don't get it and so you being such a kind of mom advocate <laughs> it's very relevant because I again it's like a one second another stigma that we're breaking there right there's just so many stigmas surrounding what this business is and what the naturality of it is as well. And that is exactly why you are here. All right. So I want to jump right in to As Raw As It Gets. And that is the first segment of the show. And this one I'm going to title. <clears throat> oh, baby, she kind of. <laughs> Get it? Because it's like, oh, baby, she can. But, you know. I put my own fucking twist to it. Don't judge me. Don't come for me. All right. It might be corny, but I don't give a shit. All right. I would like for you to share with my audience uh, essentially what your business is and a little bit of background on when you started it and the why. So Cannabis Queen of Queens is a cannamom. The fuck? I have a brand. It, it's it started now, so let me humble myself a little bit. But you know, you know what I mean. I'm feeling myself. I am. The the high just hit. <laughs> I'm peaking. <laughs> oh my god, girl. That's all good. Well, That's all good. Let's talk about cannabis queen, yo. Yes. So it's a cannabis created brand. I made it. I'm her. Um, and I think cannabis queen is everybody. Everybody's the cannabis queen. Um, and we craft cannabis edibles and um, I make some delicious agaves and some oils and you can use these in a variety of dishes um, just to jazz up anything. I got myself a little uh, high tea. I've got some uh, Hawaiian haze in here and the benefits of it are just fantastic. Um, I don't even know where to start. I it, It's it's wonderful, but I, I know we'll get into that. But um. This brand is is everything to me. And, and I love seeing other people enjoy it. And right. it's for the average parent, the average colleague, the average person, anybody, you know, that that is who Cannabis Queen is. And that is who uses Cannab Cannabis Queen. Those are my supporters, your average mom, 
your average dad, your average uncle, your average teacher, yeah, you know, yeah, average healthcare worker. It's safe, Damn. you know, it's safe medicinal use. Um, I consult you on how to use it. I tell you what might work for you, what might not. Um, I give you a recommendation and we set you up and in some cases make you a special blend that's catered to you. Um, and that is what Cannabis Queen does. And we got a visitor. <laughs> say hi. Good night. I love you. Good night. They always come and say good night, you know. As they should. As they should. And I'm so happy they are going to bed at this time. Yes. Would you look at that? Maybe we're going to discuss that in the overdose. We definitely <laughs> should. I'm going to discuss that in the overdose with all the shade in the world. That's my boo. That's my boo. That's my little hero. How my little handsome. I just hope y'all know this is not getting edited out because we are mamas and that is yes. totally in the spirit of her being a cannabis mom. Exactly. And this is what life is when you are a mompreneur. So there. Thank you. Absolutely. So I love that you said that it is for anybody. And, and you started off with the average parent, right? I love that. What does that average parent look like? I don't really know, but... Let that average be whatever you wanted to find it as, because I don't think there's any real rule to it. I don't think it's just like there's so many professions right in this world, or even if there is no profession in your in your area or, or in what you do. But the fact is that life hits people hard and at different levels and different ways from different angles. Everybody lives their own truth. And sometimes you do need not to check out. But sometimes you need to know. You need to check to in. Figure out a way to check in. Yeah. Right. It, it's, a, it's a different way to check in. Yes. And, and I think that's what this is. And, and I love that you put it in that perspective, too, that it can be for anybody. And nobody should have to feel like, oh, my God, I can't. You know, yes. like it just shouldn't be that way. So I love that you put that already into perspective. And I thank you for that. Um, the breaking of the stigma. When did that start for you? Where Where's the where's. Where did that begin? Um, for me, really, it starts with. So, girl, to just today, I saw a post on Instagram and it was one of those flashback ads to a headline that was, I want to say, maybe from the late 60s, um, early 70s, when cannabis use was just kind of becoming more mainstream, I want to say, you know, that's so, like Woodstock era. Um, anyway, so this ad said, and it had a beautiful woman, slender, uh, blonde hair, um, on the cover with a joint in her hand. And the cover read something um, about read how this beautiful young woman sold her body for her cannabis use. Jesus. And seeing things like that really reminds me why I'm using my voice as one voice of many, because there are so many amazing other canna moms, canna dads, um, cannabis influencers generally that are really breaking the silence and using their voices. And I'm just one of those. Um, a, qu a quieter voice, I'm just starting out, but it's something that means so much to me that I couldn't keep quiet anymore. Um, cannabis has really changed everything for me and just made things so much better that it's unfair that it continues to be so misunderstood. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It goes back to what is attached to the stigma of it. it. It goes back to it. It's like, and even like for me, and we'll go into this a little bit deeper. 
even for some cultures, culturally for me, um, you know, a little bit of my background, I am South American. So it's like, you know, anything that absolutely is attached to what's automatically been considered illegal. Fuck the fact that it's natural. Fuck that. It's just, you know, oh, my God, the laws like, no, it's wrong. It's bad. It's a, but tell me how it's been harmful. Explain to me where's where's the proof of it? Like I've had to go through a whole re-educational process with my parents for her to understand, for my dad to understand, like there really is nothing that we can say is entirely harming in this. I do feel like there's so much attached and everything that has been attached till this day that I do, to your point, see a lot more advocacy coming out, right? And a lot more voices advocating for this and being present in the moment for what has been helpful to each individual person and to plenty of people, right? Yes. I just feel like it just, it, it's always been attached so much to negativity, selling oh you're selling your body or you know you're living a certain life right and so for me it's just kind of like all right cut your shit because I could still be a very functioning human being you know this whole stigma of you know being um strippers for example right or the strip clubs or a lot of the time even going out to a regular club I remember like when my mom used to tell me oh you're gonna go out to a club you know, the typical conversation you have with your daughter. Don't take a glass of whatever from a stranger. Like you go to the bar, you get your own drink. You don't, you know, you don't do this. And then it's don't do drugs. You know, in the clubs, there's always drugs. There's always this. There's always that. And it's like, it doesn't necessarily have to be that way. Like, you know what I mean? Like, calm down. Um, so, yeah, I definitely I feel you on that. And it's disgusting if that if a post like that is still in 2021 circulating and it's still a point that's being trying to be made in this day and age i mean it's not to say that it's there might not be some truth to certain uses that's not what that is i'm not speaking against any type of stigma surrounding substance abuse i just think that there is unnecessary stigmas attached to cannabis that's what i think speaking of advocacy and speaking of how it's helped you um you are no stranger to advocacy and i want to put this out there because i think it's relevant as you are a can of mom you are obviously a mother uh but you're are the epitome of advocacy in my eyes and you know this on a very personal note um and there's nothing i ever bring here with a guest that i don't confirm with them first that they're going to be able to discuss or going to be willing to discuss advocacy is something that you are very familiar with uh in your life as a mom you have two very beautiful children who just came into the room and said goodnight to the both of us. Is the little boo, is the little hero that we have. Would you care to share a little bit of an insight on your son's story? And I'm actually intrigued, and I don't think we've ever had this conversation, if that experience ever had you thinking into why you are now in this aspect of your business as well. I love it. I love it, Daisy. Um, I love any opportunity to talk about my kids. You know, I love it. Um, but with Naveed, it's it's crazy. Um, July 15th, 2016, I will never forget that day. Um, that is the day that not only did I find out that my son had sickle cell beta thalassemia zero, but I learned what that was. Um, I had never heard of it before. Nas, my husband, had never heard of it before. And um, I want to say that today we are experts. We know every single thing about sickle cell, thalassemia, beta zero, beta plus, every single type, SC, SD, like 
everything, no matter what it is, we, we became experts in that because it, it was important to us to get the education and to not only learn it, but to share it with others because I was not the only one that didn't know what that was. Um, and my work with the Sickle Cell Thalassemia Patient Network is very important to me. Every year we get our group together, we round up those donations and we go to the Sickle Cell Walk at Central Park. Um, it's my birthday weekend every year. So, you know, it's <laughs> popping from start to finish. We enjoy ourselves and I love it. I love the message behind it. I love that all of the donations go towards education um, to the sickle cell community, uh, the scholarships for sickle cell warriors um, go towards, uh, the donations go towards that. And um, it's a beautiful thing. Absolutely. It's beauty and pain, know. you know? There is. I know. know. Uh, Your level of advocacy that I I not only just speak of, but I've actually witnessed you as a sickle cell warrior mom and having to advocate and having to care for your child. Uh, Because again, as I said in the beginning, we were once very close quarters as core workers. And so I had front row to uh, some of those episodes and and seeing it from your eyes and seeing it from your stand to now also see you put that passion and that level of importance in the advocacy of cannabis use and being a cannabis mom. Um, I love that being a kind it's like you birth your own plant. That is such a, like, I just realized what I just said. That is so beautiful. Um, like how have you been able to apply all that passion and, and where is, you know, the, not the transition so much as to the relationship between one level of advocacy to the other? I, I really love that question um, because prior to Navid's diagnosis, I was not the same person. Um, I think old me would have crawled under a rock and just dealt with it. But it hits you so different when it's your kid and you see what is happening to them and you see them losing the quality of life that you thought they would have or that anyone deserves. And it is hard. And going through that experience and coming out unscathed, I mean, it's a power. Um, And I feel like I've learned to use my voice. And now that I've learned how to use it, I can't shut up. <laughs> yes. And, yes. And that's that. I think that's where it relates. I think it's also like um, because I know you personally and I just I it's crazy. So when you guys see the artwork, you will see what I'm talking about, because it's like literally Sally has the passion that she has for things in her life and things that are so personal for her in her eyes. You literally have it in your eyes. And for me, it's just like as much as I always say, oh, I'm a G like there's just certain things. First of all, my eyes will fail me all the time. My eyes are very fucking telling. Like, they just give me the fuck away. Yes. So, I, yes. yeah, all the Your time. Your face Sally's gets like, you in trouble. All the time. All the time. So, ne- you don't necessarily see passion in my eyes. <laughs> I see fuego. I see Latin heat, baby. Daisy is you in those big brown eyes. But Sally, on the other hand, I see passion. <laughs> and for me it's like when I see when I see her eyes literally light up when it comes to her sickle cell warrior hero right yes. and when it comes to 
again, I said, a cat a mom. It's like she birthed this plant. Like, it's what comes from within her. It's literally. You know what's so crazy about that? About Mm -hmm. you saying that? So I had a conversation around this time last year with uh, a relative, somebody on Nas's side who I'm very, very close to, love them. This person is going to know who it is. Um, Okay. He he asked me, um, why don't you have another kid? Why don't you have another baby? And I and I have two beautiful children. You know, um, mm-hmm. I I got your average nuclear family. You know what I mean? I got mm-hmm. two pothead parents. I got crazy. You know, two. You know, it's two beautiful children, boy, girl. Um, the half two and a half kids, right? That's what they say. I got my mm-hmm. sister. I got a dog, a big fat pit bull. Um, you know, we are nuclear and. Um, so I, I, I'm, I'm good. I'm ranting. But I say that to say that I'm satisfied. I feel like yeah. I've achieved what I want um, in that respect. And I told this, this is me going on and on because I always talk a lot when I'm high. And, you yeah, know, we are high right. off life, like I mentioned earlier. That's right. And um, I told him that I want to birth ideas. I want to birth. Ooh. I want to birth goal. I want to birth the, the fruits of my labor. That's wh- that's what I want to do. Um, and I, I got my tubes tied uh, a couple months later. Um, yeah. So yeah. I'm very, you know, we we are real and steady on that. And um, I'm focusing on birthing other things and of course, raising my beautiful children, but giving birth to those ideas and nurturing their ideas. And, and that's where I'm at. Oh, that one just gave me chills. And it's not whatever it is that has me on a high. It was definitely her words. I promise. (laughs) All right. So moving on and along. We're not moving on. We're moving along on this wave. Okay, that's what we're doing. I need to stop. I'm going to get myself in so much shit. (laughs) You know, that's, hey, raw talk, right? Double dose of it. Raw talk all the damn time. Mm -hmm. Y'all. Y'all can fly kites with any judgment. That's Thank right. You. All right. So we know how this business came to be, right? And we know where the birthing of it came and how we're... Now we know she's birthing ideas, y'all. Just wait till you see her eyes. Y'all just better be making eye contact with her moving forward. <laughs> now, here's the real question. When um, I think of this segment of As Raw As It Gets. What is your messaging to the average parent or to everyone who we quote unquote mentioned earlier, the healthcare worker, the so-and-so and the this and that, right? What is your message to those who even on a cultural level, because I know there's still some cultures that are like, no, oh my gosh, no. Um, what is your messaging to them when it comes to the stigmas attached to, you know, being a parent who is able to engage in recreational very high skies the not limit activities I think that you know it comes with education and I I really do urge people to educate themselves because right now it's a Sunday night and yes I am using my cannabis recreationally that you know um um, as opposed to drinking, which drinking is fine because I, I enjoy my glass of wine. I enjoy my bottle of wine. Everyone has their way to unwind. And if this is a safe way for me to do it the same way that you enjoy your glass of wine, why shouldn't I? Um, mm-hmm. And I think that cannabis has so many different uses. So I have this blend, my recreational blend, blend 
Um, but I also have something for my anxiety that I take mm -hmm. on a regular basis and I microdose safely that does not give me a psychoactive high or a euphoric um, high, so to speak, in that way. Um, but it gets me going. Um, that's my productivity blend. And that has been a lifesaver for so many people. Um, gets you going, gets you creative. And, and though that's what I want to share is that I say that to say that there's so many different uses of it. Um, and it's just so misunderstood and that is just so sad. But if you don't want to try it, you don't want to educate yourself, just be kind. Um, there's no reason to judge. There is no reason to bring someone else down. Just be kind and go about your business. Go about your way. Shit, leave me alone. For the record, she said, leave me alone. Fly kites. That's my version of fly kites. Leave her alone. <laughs> Speaking of leave me alone, I'm still going to hit that on the overdose. Y'all waiting. Just keep listening. Um, because you just gave such a very good and quick and brief overview, um, you know, how you create your blunt, right? Um, number one, you did mention earlier, you do have agave. So for one, per my personal trainer, I am going to need agave for my strictly black coffee because I'm starting my training sessions and my strict meal plan again. So we're going to need to talk. Absolutely. Now, on to the next one. You were able to say that, and of course I know this, but you know, yeah. for the purposes of this recording, we know that there's a lot of safety measures to the use of it, right? And then... I am purposely drinking wine for this reason. I um, mean, this wasn't even on the agenda, but it just blended so well. It blended so well. This is Ooh, a whole, I love your whole mug, right now. We should, let's cheers. Let's <laughs> cheers, cheers on that. Cheers. Yes. <laughs> um, tell me as much as you know, the many ways that a blend can have as something nutritional or even something so not so harmful as opposed to wine. So the productivity blend that I have, um, that has been like my number one and everyone gravitates towards that because it does not get you high. You don't, you do not feel high at all. Um, you feel your best self, your best version of yourself. Um, and to me, that's something that is so amazing to have that feeling, but have that come from a plant that is also enhancing you from within. Um, it helps you stay hydrated, helps with inflammation. Um, it helps you stay focused. Um, there's some studies that say anti-aging um, help with Alzheimer's, just so many different things, but I can't really get into the medicinal use of it um, because I'm not someone that is qualified, but I am someone that is an enthusiast. Um, mm -hmm. And I do my research um, before I recommend something to someone or to my uh, supporter, because I want you to feel like your best self and I want you to feel comfortable with what you're using. Um, and I believe in it. And I know like right now I'm on a health journey as well as so many of us are. Um, and I use my blends to keep myself level, to keep myself um, at ease, to keep my anxiety at a low. Um, I've suffered from anxiety for many years. And I think that my, my uh, breaking the stigma, so to speak, of cannabis use is also breaking the stigma for mental health awareness because I never felt am so empowered to speak on it. Um, I don't know how, how raw you want to get, but, you know. Um, we could get all the way raw here. Uh, it's crazy. I mean, I have dealt with my fair share of mommy issues and I have not wanted to actually face it. And I do want to say that because of 
um, the quarantine, first of all, like that was a crazy time for the entire world. I do not know one single person that was unchanged um, or that remains unchanged at this point. Um, everyone is, is so different and so impacted. And for me, I used that opportunity to really get to know myself. I was spiraling so out of control. Um, from August of 2019 up until March 2020, I think I was just on a bad, bad, um, a bad path. Um, mm -hmm. So many things were going so wrong for me and I did not know how to deal with it. Um, and cannabis use, I do want to say, really saved my life. And I'm not exaggerating when I say that. Um, it helped me feel grounded. Um, using CBD, um, which is the medicinal part of the plant. Um, THC is where you have the psychoactive. I just want to um, make that mm -hmm. make yes. that distinction because I think that um, cannabis use is really an overall umbrella term, but then we have our, our CBD, our THC. There's so many other products, but that's um, the, the, the breakdown of it, the more broad breakdown. Um, so using the CBD... Um, <laughs> um, my husband hooked me up with some CBD because I told my boo, babe, I'm struggling. And, yeah. you know, I am struggling so hard that, you know, I, I don't know if I could pick myself up. And mm -hmm. we talked about it. I got my CBD. And guess what? I started feeling so much better. I felt so mm -hmm. grounded, so in tune, so alert and in focus to the things that was was happening and surrounding me. and the darkness started breaking out. Um, I started journaling and I found a therapist that I love. I absolutely love. Mm -hmm. And in this past year, cause it has been a year, what a fucking year for everybody. Um, but for me personally, I am fucking Selly. I am Selly mm -hmm. for the first time in my whole fucking 30 years. This is me. And I don't give a fuck. And cannabis helped me fucking do that shit. Fuck y'all. Fuck it. Yes. It's the truth. No, it's the truth. And I think that's where, and, and this is, let me, let me be very clear on something. This wasn't to shame any wine. That's not what the, you know, no yes. wine shame. Sorry. Either. I'm that's so not sorry. What that's for. No. no, no, no. Yeah. It wasn't that. I wanted to highlight something very important on the use of uh, cannabis itself. Because I will tell you this much what I do know about my very delicious wine. If I don't pick the skinny wine, the fucking thing is going to make me gain weight. Okay. And my personal trainer totally tells me, don't fucking drink yes. too much wine at the end of the day. Right. So I want to make clear how there could be so many healthy uses of what cannabis is. Um, because I do know for a fact, and again, it's not to shame anyone, whatever it is that makes you feel better, you can do that. No one's saying no, but... I do find it a little bit interesting when I have seen plenty of people be so strong on, yeah, I drink, I drink, I drink, I drink this, I drink that, I drink every weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, whatever. And the moment they hear somebody has any cannabis, he's like, oh my God. And it's like, nah, chill. Hold yes, up a second. You know, and they want to tell you, oh, well, good luck with those munchies. No, sweetie. Oh, no. no. <laughs> I got a different blend. Listen, if one day I feel like I'm hungry, I'm going to use the blend that gives me the goddamn munchies. But on days, usual typical days monday through friday when i am eating healthy i'm not gonna use that. i'm gonna use my fucking productivity blend or my fucking cbg fucking medicinal blend 
that is yeah. not going to give me the munchies. That is yeah. going to keep my body so aware that I know what I'm putting into it. It's going to exactly. help me keep track of what I'm doing. You know what I mean? Exactly. It's no, crazy. Absolutely. People are crazy. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that and that's that was the distinction I was leaning towards. Girl, you got me tearing just... up. Oh, girl. God. <laughs> so emotional. I got emotional. Oh, God. <laughs> it's the wine that I'm having. That's like I got to turn up. <laughs> um, but I definitely wanted that messaging made across to anybody who is um not so much so questioning, but also just given the side eye, you know, or anybody who is listening that may know people who are given that side eye still. Share this episode with them because I think it's important to know that there's a lot of stigmas that are being broken these days. It is 2021. To your point, a lot of people just had, not a lot of people, the entire fucking world just had like probably the roughest year of anybody's life. Um, and we've all had it collectively. And so when we have been able to survive that at this point, it's kind of like, well, let me seize the moment. If there is something that I am passionate about and I do have a voice for, I'm going to speak on it. And that's that. And I want to thank you for being so raw with your experience and, and the mommy issues, because I am going to be very raw with it. too. And I've shared a little bit episode by episode on certain fears that I've encountered as a mom on certain things that I've been dealing with, too. While my kid did not have such a very strong case of COVID, he did have COVID. And for 2.5 seconds, I thought, what if my kid doesn't wake up tomorrow or what if he can't breathe and I have to take him to the hospital when he's an asthmatic kid? And here I am thinking, what do I do if that's the worst case scenario? And I have to figure out a way to save his life because I don't want him to be on a ventilator. You know, uh, you know, things go through your mind and in different phases and different stages of life. And there is no handbook. We know this. There's no manual, not as a mother, not as a parent. Let me be clear. As a parent, you are parenting. As a mom, that's your title and a role. So no one has ever handed me or you a handbook that says, this is how you are a mom. And this is the best way to be the best mother ever. And there is no book or manual on parenting for any parent. So on that note, we have a twofold where we are figuring it all out every step of the way, right? And so I think it's, you know, it also adds to the stigma of the do's and don'ts as a mother that one of those things is, you know, we don't have time to be depressed. We can't be depressed we're, or we're not allowed to. Or, you know, what's anxiety? Oh, my gosh. Like, no, you got to wake up every day. You got to do this every day. These are your children. These are your kids. You know, and I think for the betterment of your home, the, the success of it, of your children, we do have to be honest with ourselves. You know, when I realize that I'm bringing so much heaviness home and it's affecting my kid. I have to realize that I have to sometimes check myself and really realize, okay, DZ, you're being an asshole today. Like you need to cut the shit out because you're affecting your kid, you know? And sometimes the checking in does involve something else. does involve a, a, a little, a little blend. Yes. Sometimes I d yes. you do just need that to be able to function. And unless you've been in these shoes and unless you've figured out a way to check in with another another I don't want to say blend in this side but another idea of a coping method or coping mechanism or something therapeutic please don't judge and like Sally said please be kind because you don't know who's having that bad day or that rough time and they need just a little bit of CBD to check in right yes that, that and that was the messaging I was looking for so thank you for that so I really appreciate You're that welcome. no I thank do. you for giving me you know the platform to, to say it 
Hell to yeah, speak to absolutely. it. Yes. Absolutely. And like I said, I need a gobble. I anyway. gosh, oh, baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, y'all just got a quick little dose and a little background on Sally and her business and where this started from. And in the spirit of momhood, in the spirit of other scrutinies and just other stigmas and other movements, I want to have an even deeper raw conversation. Okay, so we're going to go into the second segment. And this one's going to be called On Some Loony Shit. Okay. <laughs> I love I'm sure it. I'm sure y'all know what the fuck mm-hmm. it's going to be about. Okay, so keeping it raw. Okay. <clears throat> I'm going to kick it off with a little line from one of my favorite songs of one of my favorite, very uh, Latino bands called Sonora Carruseles. They had this like kind of like salsa um you know cumbia type of shit and one of the verses was ave maria lola they used to say that right um and he used to be like ave maria lola conmigo vas a acabar like he used to be like you're gonna gonna be you're gonna kill me you're gonna be done with me right because she was like so fly right Mm -hmm. she was so hot Mm -hmm. and in the nature of some loony shit um lola bunny and pepe i'm calling him lay poof because they done got rid of him um let's discuss this situation with these guys and listen i feel you i feel i feel that face i do um it i'm by no means am i trying to have an easy conversation with this because i don't think it's easy for anybody okay and i'm sure some of y'all are gonna be like daisy what the fuck did you just say that and listen it's okay if you guys don't agree with me that's perfectly fine i'm totally for it right uh, the discussion, not the scrutiny on my opinion. Okay. <laughs> okay. So Lola Bunny and Pepe Le Poof. He's not Le Pew no more. He's Le Poof. Um, I don't know if you heard, but Space Jam, right? There's a new there's a new movie out. Well, it's coming out, and LeBron James is our star. Okay. And <sighs> There's no other way to say this. Uh, Lola Bunny has a new wardrobe status, a new, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know how they have like hairstylists. I think she probably has like a full makeover at this point. Uh, they've decided to present her in the new Space Jam movie that will be coming out as not so sexualized because in the first movie she had a very curvaceous body, right? And a crop top. Did you ever notice that she had a crop top? Did you ever watch Space Jam? She's a fucking bunny. Okay. <laughs> but did you ever watch Space Jam? I love that movie. That was that's I a goddamn that classic. Too. I believe I cannot fly. I'm not gonna sing that because we canceled him. And I did this shit on purpose. No, I did this shit on purpose because this also falls into the cancel, cancel culture. culture. I had a conversation a couple of episodes ago with Amazon bestselling author, a good friend in the pot industry. And we were describing this whole cancel culture shit, right? And so we we came to the terms and agreed that, you know, some things are totally up for immediate cancel. And then there's some things that mm, there could be room for growth or you could give people that opportunity, you know, to show their growth, right? And so when I think of the person who I was just singing a quick tune of, he's forever going to be canceled and we will never be playing his music, right? And I did this on purpose for that reason because I want to be very distinctive 
of what I do believe is totally legitimate of pure canceling, right? When it comes to Lola Bunny and her attire, if I'm going to keep it all the way raw, when I watched it, when this movie first came out, I don't think I ever really paid attention to her outfit. I was much younger. Of course, I watched the movie. Of course, I knew the whole fucking soundtrack. Like, who didn't? Oh, my God. Um, but I don't think I quite paid attention to her outfit. And so now that the conversation has come up and I'm looking at it, if we're going to be realistic here, guys, and if you've ever watched the WNBA, none of my girls wear a basketball outfit like this. And so I do think that in the uh, in the aspect of her being sexualized, I do see how that could be perceived that she's being or was sexualized because her curves were very defined and she's wearing a crop top. I never noticed that it was a crop top. I'm going to be Yo, honest. Can I look this up right now? Because yeah, this is look crazy. It up. It's crazy, right? And and again, I watched it when I was younger, right? right. Like, I never, I never noticed it until the discussion comes up now. And so I'm like, hmm, I don't, I mean, oh. yeah. Lola. She, See, like, she looks like a Hooters girl. Right. Like when you look at it now, it's a little fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It, yeah. She was, she was definitely sexualized. Yes. I see yeah, that. I could see that. Yeah. And I could see why that change happened. Yeah. Right. I could, I could see why it was decided that they were going to make that change happen. By the way, the new movie is going to be Space Jam, A New Legacy, by the way, guys, and it is with LeBron James, right? The first one was with yes. Michael Jordan. Right. Um, and the first one, the original. I mean, listen, they have a listen, no shade to LeBron, but I'm usually not always up for the sequel. And so I'm totally, you know, my heart is still set on the first one. And I'm interested to see how the soundtrack is going to look. I'm just saying, because that first soundtrack was the shit. It really was. All right. Now. So I'm, I, I, I'm glad that you were able to look her up and you were able to see right how I can see. <sighs> Lola was a bit sexualized. She was in the outfit and the curves. Um, they actually there's an interview that happened, and it's with um Malcolm D. Lee. He's director on films including Girls Trip and The Best Man, and he actually gave an interview about this um with Entertainment Weekly, and he actually said, "This is a kids' movie. Why is she in a crop top? It just felt unnecessary." But some at the same time, there's a long history of that in cartoons. And he said in the original movie, Lola's called Hot by Tweety Bird. Shout out to Tweety Bird. And referred to as the heartthrob of the hoops. I remember that. And so, yeah. right. And so it's kind of like, again, like, was I paying attention to what was being said? Or was I paying attention, like, legit to the movie in the basketball game? <laughs> because I don't remember a lot of this. And I think I'm going to rewatch the whole first movie just to really pay attention to these little things. Because it's kind of like, mm, I think I did Lola a little wrong. What, a little bit. what is the subliminal shit that, that that did to us? Like, the subliminal damage, I, I wonder. I don't know. It does make me wonder, to be that honest worries with you. me. It's that brainwashing shit yes. when you think about it, right? Yes. For kids, right? Now, speaking for kids and, and how this is for a kid's audience, right? Um, There's another situation at hand with Pepe Le Pouf. Uh, that is his new name. Don't come for me, y'all. Um, what is happening is that he has been canceled. 
he has been completely removed from the movie and he has been I think he's also been like removed from like the cartoons like all of that that. there's no more of Pepe Mm -hmm. Pepe's gone Uh, but here's what I did find out of what the actual scene in Space Jam the New Legacy was going to be and so it involved Pepe they were at a restaurant I believe he was the waiter and he was going over to I'm going to explain to you right now what the scene was Pepe was set to appear in a black and white Casablanca like Rick's cafe sequence. Pepe playing a bartender, my apologies, starts hitting on a woman at the bar who is played by um, Gracie Santos. She is an actress, model, Brazilian, I believe. Um, I might be saying her name wrong. I think it's Grace. And he begins kissing her arm, which she pulls back, then slamming Pepe into the chair next to hers. She then pours her drink on Pepe and slaps him hard, sending him spinning in a stool, which is then stopped by LeBron James' hand. James and Bugs Bunny are looking for Lola, and Pepe knows her whereabouts. Pepe then tells the guys that Penelope Cat has, filled a, has filed a restraining order against him. <laughs> James makes a remark in the script that Pepe can't grab other tunes without their consent. Oh. <laughs> okay. Oh. Get your point in. Okay. All right. Oh so, God, they're crazy. Now hold on. So here's the here's the important part of this. The star who was going to play the woman at the bar, Grace Sancho. I think her name is Grace. I might be saying it wrong by saying it, Gracie. She's a Brazilian model actress. She she is known. If you look her up, she's known. She's been involved in quite a few projects. She has actually been a voice for sexual assaulted victims because she is one. And so she was very excited to be part of this part apparently because she wanted to be that voice she wanted to be involved in this type of messaging in this movie so at first when you think of Pepe's participation right and his history in Looney Tunes um the fact is as moms that we are and did you grow up watching Pepe Le Pew because I did okay so watching him honestly I never really thought about what he was doing i'm gonna be honest but again being very conscious today in the culture that we're in in society that we're in today about certain behaviors and how it has just come out to the open so many victims and so many scenarios of sexual harassment and sexual assault right you know it is a little distaste it it is it's not the friendliest type of behavior to be shown on tv for the target audience being children that's that's the fact right and so here's the part where i'm gonna keep it all the way raw do it do it i don't know if Pepe needed to be entirely canceled because if in fact this was the scene that was gonna play out in space jam i think i would have liked for there to be a teachable moment I think so too. With Pepe and Grace, whatever her name was going to be in the movie. I think it would have been an opportunity to put this messaging out because the fact is that this movie, not like the cartoons, the cartoons are strictly targeted to the children. This movie is a family movie and it will present an opportunity for parents to watch it with their children. And so when you think about parents watching this with the children if they see a messaging like this and kids have questions it is an opportunity for a parent to sit there and have those discussions with their children because the truth is and i'm going to get all the way raw right now 
the truth is I don't think sexual assault needs to necessarily just happen with adults or with just youth like teenagers. It can happen for anybody as young as small children. And I do think that sometimes we tend to hide certain concepts because you you don't you don't know how to have those conversations with the kids and I think this is why sometimes we have situations where children are being abused for many years and do not know that it's abuse because we're not always having those conversations with kids and so I think this could have been a very good teachable moment with Bebe getting in trouble and LeBron James someone who is known to a lot of kids as an NBA I mean he's an all-star right like it, it could have been such a good moment. I get where the scrutiny comes from, but I just think they may have missed a mark. No pun intended on the whole basketball game um, where they could have. It could have been a slam fucking dunk with a whole messaging behind it. Yo, I absolutely loved every fucking thing you just said. Like, <laughs> I could not agree more. That's crazy. Right. And you know what's insane is that like. Uh, before, before listening to your perspective on it, you know, I really kind of thought maybe we're, we're taking it a little too far with cancel culture, but you know, you make such a great point and, and hearing that new scene, I think you're right. There was definitely a missed opportunity there. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, it's so, it's such a teachable moment. And, now we're we're silencing her voice I feel like we are censoring her and why are we doing that um I think that the opportunity definitely was was missed and I hope that you know they drop a a unreleased version of this movie and we get to see that incredible scene (laughs) or something because it is so important for people to you know the same way that we're trying to normalize like um uh blended families um and uh you know, families that are not your, your nuclear family. Um, I think that we should also be normalizing so many other things. And among that is a woman's right to say no, um, right. normalize saying no. Why is that so hard to, to grasp? Um, normalize a woman having a voice. It's crazy to me that we are in 2021 and we still are not used to a woman speaking, right? Kamala right. said it best. I'm speaking. Mm-hmm. Shit. Right, right. You know, what's crazy, too. And it's funny because I, I, you know, I swear, guys, I did not plan this. I always say like everything is alignment for me and like with my guests and conversation. But I started the first segment. And, and when we talked about like when I would go to the club and my mom would sit me down and tell me, don't take a drink from a guy and this and that. Part of that conversation was, you know, no dejes que nadie te agarre. don't let nobody grab you. Don't let nobody just touch you. Like my mom was very like descriptive of certain things i remember the first time i wanted to go out i was young i had no business going out to any club but i was i looked grown i looked older and i wanted to go out so i have an older brother and older sister and they were like all right you want to go out you're gonna go out with us and we're gonna watch you and i did feel safe because i was with my older brother and my older sister right the thing is though there's a lot of there's a lot of rules to the whole going out into the club scene or going to a bar right Listen, when liquor is involved, when drinks are involved, sometimes communication doesn't flow as great. And so, you know, when a woman blatantly says no, it's not to excuse anyone, but sometimes things just get lost in translation and shit just sometimes happens. And so I think this would have been a dope scene in that sense, too, where it could have given a real scenario 
of someone in a bar a, with a bartender, like it would have given a real scenario of shit that really does happen. I get that his behaviors historically, it's fucked up. When you look at it, it is fucked up. He is chasing another cartoon and the cartoon is pushing him away and saying, no, 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 trying to get away from him. And he still continues. That is harassment. Yes. Whichever which way you look at it is harassment. And that's it. But I think th there was an opportunity here. And and again, I wanted to be distinctive on the whole canceling and what we are canceling and what we're not and where we could identify areas where we could learn from, grow from make a difference, uh, send a different messaging. Because guess what? Kids who are of today, they have watched probably or not. So maybe they're going to go watch now the first Space Jam to then understand the second Space Jam, right? right? And so when they do see a distinction between what Lola Bunny wore the first time and what she's wearing now, maybe that will make a difference. Who knows? Yes. Right? A woman can be completely strong and beautiful. And yes, she could still be sexy, even if she is a Lola Bunny. Whether she's wearing a crop top or a real basketball jersey, you know what I mean? Like, yes. it could be in any way, shape, or form. But it, when it comes to Pepe, I just felt like there was an opportunity. And if that's what the scene was going to be, I have to agree with, with Miss Grace Santos. They should have left it. They should have left it. It should have just stayed. <sighs> just my opinion. I'm sure some of y'all might not agree, and I completely respect that. I would be interested to hear your opinion on it. Please email the show. You guys always know I put it in the show notes. DM me. Message me. Tell me what you guys think, because maybe I'm not entirely seeing it from the other side, or maybe I am, but I just see how this could have been a three-pointer. And on that note... <laughs> Yo, your pun game is just... And in the in the spirit of SP. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think I've said this before in an episode. I don't remember. I have had some wine. So, but let me explain where SP comes from. <laughs> We're going to go into the overdose, but I am going to explain where SP comes from. Why this is so relevant with Sally. I had an ex who once reached out to a former friend of mine. And he was trying to find his way back, right, to talk to me. And mm -hmm. I was just like not having it. And he made a comment. This, Jesus Christ. And he said something like, you know, he would go to jail or some shit like that because he'd, he'd kill for me. And they were like, well, well why? It's like, because she got super pussy. Hello. What the fuck? <laughs> Duh. And so I decided to tell Sally about this. And since then, Sally <laughs> graced me with hashtag SPSP. Super pussy. <laughs> I just had to explain that. This is why it's so relevant with, with Sally. <laughs> I will never lose that name, but it is what it is. There's a lot to the power of the P. There's a yes. lot to the power of P. And I want to believe that this ex whom shall remain nameless because I do not incriminate anyone. And he's completely irrelevant. Um, I want to believe that what he meant by super pussy said, I, I am a powerful woman and mm -hmm. there is a power in the P. I want to believe that's what he meant. Shout out to him, yes. wherever the fuck he is. Mm. Now, the overdose. The overdose is our third segment of the show. And it's usually where we go on a rant or we talk about something that's whole vibe. So before I give you mine, I was wondering if you had anything you'd like to share with my audience. Anything that's in the moment for you. Damn. 
I feel like I am the vibe, you know? I'm bringing the fucking vibe, you know? We are the vibe. Let's, let, we vibing right now. I think, yo, when you hit me up, I was like, oh, my God, I get to chop it up with my girl? And it's, you know, it's business? Okay, yes. <laughs> what we wearing? <laughs> exactly. This has been so fun, and this has been the highlight of my entire week. I am so grateful yes. to have this time with you, to have you in my life, you know? Ooh. Women supporting women. I got your picture. I don't know if you can see it from here, but I got your picture you, there. You still at my desk, girl. Y'all never leaving my desk. Y'all always yeah, gonna be there. It don't matter girls, who else yeah. comes in you. It don't matter who else comes yes. in you. Everybody got a special place in my heart. Your picture's still there. You know? Absolutely. Yes. That's my boo, y'all. We're gonna plan brunch. I promise. This is time. To. Outside is opening. Outside is it opening. Is. So it's time. Yes. It's time. All right. So I'm gonna hit you with the overdose. And it's a little bit of a rant, okay, in the spirit of power of the P, SPSP, society remains triggered. And let me explain why. Did you see I know rant? where this is going. I knew where this was going. Oh, my did you, God. Did you see them Grammys, though? You mean the, the highlights on YouTube? Yes. Yes, I did. Okay. I, I did right. that. Because I, I watched only the highlights. Yes. I was not, because I, I knew. I knew. As much as I was going to fuck with it, like I knew somebody was going to piss me off. So society remains triggered. Right. I'm going to take you back into time. I've been doing that lately. Um, (laughs) August 7th, 2020, approximately seven months ago, there was a song that was released. It started with, well, not started. There was a verse that said, now from the top, make it drop. That's some wet ass pussy. <laughs> I had a whole episode just for the WAP. Um and this is why I want to I I would just I want to put this shit out there. Okay? Because as we're speaking of stigmas, as we're speaking of what's a mom supposed to be, as we're speaking, uh, you know, we're we're discussing what are women supposed to be or or what's the norm or what are we normalizing or things like that, right? Um who's being sexualized and who's not? There was this thing, as you guys must know by now, the Grammys had invited Meg Thee Stallion and Cardi B to sing WAP. Mm-hmm. And Cardi B also sang Up, right? My girl Cardi, uh, my girl Meg, they did their thing. They did their body fucking yaddy, thing. Yaddy, yaddy. The whole body mm-hmm. yaddy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, here's my thing. There was, and the reason why I'm bringing this up is because it's incredible to me how society remains so triggered by society. I mean, anyone who spoke negatively on them in that performance, because there is a meme going around that people are upset that Pepe Le Pouf was canceled, but we're bringing the WAP to the Grammys. And I saw a few people that I happen to know. And then just, you know, just some randoms that sharing from mm-hmm. other public parts or, or forums, if you want to, explain it like that basically saying like how the fuck are we like canceling pepin we're canceling dr seuss but we're allowing you know sex on the grammys and this that and the third right and so here's my thing and i and i want to just rant off real quick on this and i want to leave it on this episode and i hope to never be equally triggered as society to vouch and advocate for cardi and meg the stallion Mm -hmm. ever again right But I'm going to say this for once and for all. Cardi and Meg never said that they make music for kids. Cardi and Meg never 
made a kids bop version of the up or the wop or the body yaddy yaddy um which kids bop suck anyway um like <laughs> they never so true like, they get it Cardi, wrong every time like come on and and carney specifically said like she doesn't make her music for kids right. she doesn't make her music for little girls Rihanna fact, said something like that as well remember she said yes. i'm not a role model exactly rihanna to say it too and my thing with this is, first of all, there have been men for years rapping and singing about women's bodies, women body parts for ages, for ages. Mm -hmm. And they don't go under this much scrutiny. OK, second of all, the Grammys is not a family watching show with your children. Your children should have been in bed at that time that they performed on a Sunday evening. OK, to any one of y'all who felt like, oh, my God, my kids shouldn't be watching. They shouldn't be watching it at all, period. They should be in bed. And the other piece of it that was, like, really upsetting me is that there was people trying to compare, again, the behaviors of Pepe Le Pouf chasing a woman, trying to touch her and grab her, to Cardi performing on a bed to give the visual, right, the, the, the aesthetics, the visual of the video of the theme mm -hmm. on the Grammy stage. And I don't see how we are even comparing one to the other. And most importantly, Cardi herself has cut off her music whenever her daughter has been around. The reason being, she is sticking by her truth. She does not make music for kids. Does that mean that because she's rapping about pussy, her own pussy, should she not be having children? I'm confused. Or can she make that music and still not allow her kids to listen to her own music? Because once again, she doesn't make music for kids. Like, it's not like she's performing at the Kids' Choice Awards. It's not like she is creating, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just, it's just gotten to a point where I just feel like women, if they're not getting sexually attacked, they are getting attacked for being the most remote sexual. That was a very tough shit for me to say right now, but that's exactly how the fuck I meant it. Like, it's like, there's no winning here. And, and I'm not saying that there is a win in a woman being sexually assaulted. Absolutely the fuck not. But then why does she have to be scrutinized for being comfortable with her body and for knowing the power of her pee and for being so powerful in her truth, in her sexuality. I just, I don't understand where is the comparison with this performance to Pepe mm -hmm. cartoons or to the fact that how dare the Grammys let them perform? What do you mean? The fucking song was a hit. Why wouldn't they perform? Why shouldn't they be given an opportunity to perform? Mm -hmm. So I needed to rant off on that. I don't know your thoughts on it. If you want to share a little bit of your thoughts, you can. But I just I needed to rant off on that real quick. No, it's so important that you said all of that because it's crazy. It is just insanity. I thought that they did a fantastic job. And to your point and to everyone's fucking point, Cardi B's point, it's entertainment, adult entertainment. It's not for your kids. The Grammys is not a kid show. Your kids should be sleeping. It's past their bedtime. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not their job as an entertainer to filter what your kid is watching. It's not. We're their parents. I'm not going to let my kid watch WAP or listen to it. It's not appropriate. The same way I won't be standing there with a joint in their face. It's just not appropriate. You know, right. there, there's a time and a place for things. And why are we taking away the voice of these powerful, amazing females 
just to to filter them and to raise your kids, so to speak. I, I mean, mm-hmm. I just I don't get it. Right. And I think it's all by choice, too. And so if your choice is that you don't want your child to listen to that song, put your kids to bed. Don't let them watch the Grammys or turn the TV off the moment they come on stage to perform. I would have understood if Jojo Siwa was performing at the Grammys if you had your children up watching the, the show. But she wasn't. And and the reason why I bring up Jojo Siwa is because she is geared and target audience is children, mm-hmm. which I'm totally for. I think she's an amazing artist, too, and entertainer. But... That's not what we were dealing with at the Grammys. So why would kids be up that late for one? And and I'm talking about the kids that are children, like the little ones. That's what I'm talking about. Exactly. Because the majority of people who I saw talking their opinions on social media, on my feed, they have younger children. So I get it. If you think that that performance was not appropriate for them, I could totally see it. I just don't see the relation to Pepe Le Pouf, And I don't see why the Grammys need to get dinged for it when you could have just put your kids to bed. That's all. Exactly. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. That's it. And at this point, guys, you know, grudges are not good to hold. I am totally talking shit right now because I like to hold grudges. But grudges are not good to hold, okay? And when I hold grudges, I choose wisely what and who I hold that on to against them, right? And I say that to say... Cut your shit and leave Cardi B and Meg alone. Like, why are you holding so much grudge against these women over the damn WAP? Like, I don't understand. To the lady who was on social media crying. Oh, God, I saw Emotional. Because, you know, oh, my my gosh. Like, what hurt you? Those are the same kind of can of bitches that be talking on their lives about us pot smoking moms. Like, get a job, sweetie. Honestly, or, honestly. or volunteer get more involved in your goddamn kids schoolwork or the fucking pta and stop fucking like oh god you know social media gave a lot of people a voice and some voices i wish that they were not heard that part too Ugh, that part ouch. too and you know what i'm ouch. still gonna take it i'll, I'll yes. take it i'll take it i just feel like you could have used your tears and your makeup more effectively for a video for something more purposeful in life uh relevant to whatever it is that you stand for not the Grammys, not the WAP, because guess what? The WAP is not going to go away. The song is still going to live its momentum. It's probably, it's a legendary song. I don't care how people look at it or scrutinize it or see so many stigmas attached to it. It is as legendary to me. Who Meg and Cardi are becoming is as legendary to me as Foxy Brown is to me. Little Kim is to me. I mean, I could go on and on and on and on and on about all, all the OGs. I can. Yes. I can. That's all. That's my only fucking overdose. Would you like to tell my audience, my listeners, where they can find you in your business on social media? Oh, my gosh. Yes, yes, yes. Cannabis underscore queen underscore of underscore queens. Oh, yes. That is where you find my amazing products. Please hit me up. Ask me questions. And then if you want to follow my journey, well, we got mommy's modern cannabis follow that bitch because you know she got it going on she does she does she does and of course i'm going to link her social media platform on the show notes so please make sure to go and to follow the link i don't just type their name guys i hope you guys after 55 episodes know that i don't just type names i actually put in the fucking link 
to make y'all life easy. Y'all can just click on it. It'll take you straight to her page. So you have no reason why not to hit follow and to support. Okay. And just to be clear, you are originally uh, with the business out in Queens, New York. Correct. Yes. yes. Okay. So definitely for the locals. Yes. Please look out. Please reach out. Um, because I am sure as this continues to evolve someday, somehow it will get shipped. I don't know. Maybe who knows, you know, legalized, you never know, you know, legalized. That's what we, that's what we advocating for too. We're advocating for WAP. We're advocating for strong messaging in all children's movies and family movies. We are advocating for cannabis. Can a mom. Okay. Yes, she can. That's what we're advocating for. My Sally. This is a very good conversation. I appreciate you so much for coming on and for sharing your business and your business journey and your commentary on these topics. I really do. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. I'm sorry if I got a little too raw and offended anybody. I love everyone. It's all love and light. But this has been (laughs) this has been so fun and so real. And I am so glad that this was my first time speaking on my product with my very special person in my life. And it's all love. Yes. And you guys already know this is another week and another episode on Double Dose of Raw Talk podcast. I am your host, Misty, and you guys will tune in next week. Bye. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter. And we are live on your favorite podcast streaming platform. Make sure to tell a friend to tell a friend to subscribe, rate, and review. Talk to you later. Bye.